Welcome to It's All Relative. I'm Josh. And I'm Timothy. What's good? And we back at it again with episode three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, my man? Man, I'm doing well. Oh, days is uh, it's up and down, man. Some of it is kind of crazy, but you know, we're trying to maintain. It's okay. Yeah, that's all we can do, that's my man. That's all we can do. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. I'm on the same level as you. For I understand. Sure. Last time we talked... um. You had mentioned that there were some issues with uh, you were having trouble with eBay. How's that going now? So it's still an ongoing thing. I mean, that managed payment thing is not going away. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst thing. Now that I've read a little bit more about it, uh, you still have to switch over by the end of the year. And uh, they, they actually, for me, they're giving me a little bit more time. So they said I have to just do it before December 31st. I'm going to just quickly knock it out of the way regardless. What happens if you don't do it? So what will happen if you don't do it? They will actually either A, stop you from selling things, or B, they will actually make it so that your listings don't show up. So uh, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, so they're basically saying you better do it or you ain't getting money. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. We got to get to it. <laughs> yeah, that's important then for sure to get that done. For sure, for sure. So, well, today uh, we got a great episode lined up today. Word, what's gotta, it about? All right. So, you know when like huge news stories break out and, you know, no matter whether it's good or bad, you know, wherever the story takes place, people from that area take some... S- Form, you know, some level of pride, you okay. know, whether it's because, yeah. uh, you know, the story takes place in their uh, hometown. Yeah, it's like a hometown celebrity. Yeah, or or, or maybe, you know, they even know the people involved. Of course, that's <laughs> even know. worse in some cases. It, yeah. Right, right, in some cases. Um, but either way, uh, people, um, when a story hits close to home, people um, tend to obviously pay more attention to it. Right. But um, they do take... Uh, that level of pride, you know, of course, just of course. you know, something that it's always a conversation starter. Of course, you know? of course. You know, the thing that always gets me, like all these serial killers, like how come there's always like the ladies out there they've fallen in love with the serial killers? They come in after them. But no, it's serious. Like all of them, man. I, I mean, shit. I can't even think of them off the dome, but you've heard of them, and mm-hmm. they they've even have movies on this where right. like people, women in particular, get obsessed with it. You know what I mean? Like with them. Maybe right, they're right. handsome and things of this nature, but yeah, at the end of the day, he's still a killer. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's all good. That's funny. Yeah, man. Do you have, Um, I know you have lived in a few different states. Yeah, I have. Um, have you ever, are there any crazy stories that have happened or that you've experienced uh, that have happened in any of the states that you've lived in? Quite a number of them. I mean, living in Texas in uh, 2005, I lived through the brunt of Hurricane Katrina. So when that hit, I think it was like around uh, August or so. Or was it June? Something like that. That hurricane was devastating. It was devastating. And it um, pretty much wiped out most of uh, the real city, big cities of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So it was more of like, not only did the hurricane hit, it didn't hit Texas as hard, but uh, it hit Houston pretty decently hard. So we had to deal with that. And then the influx of everyone coming from the destroyed parts of Louisiana. I remember in particular, I mean, I mean, this is not like actual person, but, you know, natural disaster is still something crazy. Right. Um, 
we had to go to the stadium, like to get all of these refugees and stuff from uh, Louisiana and help them out in the stadium and everything. This was in Texas. This was in Texas. Which stadium was that? Was was? Oh, God. Do you remember? Was it the? Um, if I recall correctly, it was the stadium that uh, the uh, Rockets played. I was just gonna yeah. say, was it Houston Rockets? Yeah, it was Houston Rockets. Because I, I think I remember that yeah. actually. Them. Yeah. Um, using that stadium. They use that to, stadium. Yeah. And I was there as one of the volunteers and stuff, man. Wow. And there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. I remember there was a point in time where there was a kid that got lost. Mm-hmm. And this this kid, I mean, she was like maybe like eight or nine or something like that. She couldn't find her family. So Ooh. I like I basically, you know, scooped her up and I was looking around for an officer and stuff. And you could just walk around and just see like there's a lot of, you know, crazy stuff that was going on. There was people crying and, you know, people oh, looking for the, yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. people looking for their family like this little girl. Um, but, uh, long story short, uh, I think within like 30 minutes or so we found an officer. I made sure I stayed with her because she felt more comfortable with me than the officer. Right. And we found their family. So man, that's good. Yeah. So that was good for you. Yeah, man. man. That was awesome. That was awesome. So there was that not only did hurricane, uh, Katrina happen, but like a month later, hurricane Rita happened mm. and that hit us hard. And when that happened, that knocked out like all the power and stuff. Right. So, but we don't really need to go into that too deeply. But um, aside from that, in uh, Georgia, when I was much younger, um, like 11 years old or so, uh, we went to the 1996 Olympics. So we were actually there for that bombing. There, People don't know that, or maybe some kids out there aren't born then, but there was a bombing that happened at the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, and we were there. And my dad scooped me up when that happened. And, you know, he <laughs> took off in one direction or whatever. Right. He got into the Tercel and he was out. Wow. But um, that's that, definitely a memorable that's event. Def- memorable, that's, right. I mean, even to be able to say that you were at the Olympics. That's, exactly. You know, and, then, and, and then, then to have to a, yeah, an issue like that mm-hmm. happen, that's wild. Yeah, but uh, when that happened, um, the guy, I think his name is Eric Rudolph, he took off and apparently he didn't even uh apparently he didn't get caught for like another like four or five, six years or something like that. Wow. Yeah, so he that's himself. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, man. That's crazy. But it's crazy, but uh I guess I mean I know my mom talks about that a lot too, still. Even mm. to this day, she talks about the Olympic one. Oh yeah, that I mean, that would be a story that's definitely that hit home. That hit home, yeah, know? exactly, and exactly. Definitely something for to sure, remember. for sure. Especially since you were a part of a it. A part of it, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Well, today's story is um is a story that I when this happened, I followed um extremely closely. I mm-hmm. was I was really into this story. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I think okay. it's um I think maybe because of the way that um the way it the way that the story happened, the story itself is 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 so wild. Okay, but um, it's the uh, the 2015 prison escape from the uh, Clinton Correctional Facility in Dannemora, New York. Okay, so so that is our part of the neighborhood. Correct, but um, that's pretty far upstate. It's okay. um almost near the Canadian border. So oh, okay, pr- that's so, way up there. Yeah, so pretty far up there, but um. Beautiful country upstate. Yes, uh, sir. Up that way. Yes, um, it is. I enjoy it. My family really, uh, 
really enjoys that area up there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this this one is um, I guess even farther, even farther up, you know, than than we're used to. Well, let me throw a side question at you then. Did the Canadian like police were they did they take any part of like this search? I mean, I'm guess you're gonna get into it, but right, actually, just in um, case. That I don't think so. I think this was all, um, which we will get into that. But um, okay, the main focus was uh, New York. New the, York. the police officers, everything. It was um, yeah, crazy, crazy case. Okay, okay. So, but on June 6, twenty fifteen. So um, we were about five years ago now. All okay. right, that this story took place. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, but on June 6, 2015, Richard Matt and David Sweat were discovered missing during a 5.17 a.m. bed check at the maximum security Clinton Correctional Facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, their escape was referred by the media when this happened to a real-life Shawshank Redemption. Wow. That's crazy. Um, are, Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, are I've you seen familiar? it. Yeah, definitely. It's one of my favorite... Um prison escape movies okay you, you know um that one was definitely I any any reason why it's uh it sticks out to you in particular i don't know i do um the storyline of that you know of, of um of the main character andy you know he he went to jail okay but he was um he was innocent you know yeah and the way that he planned his escape I just thought it was real cool. I, right, I, right, right. I love that movie. I also do like the Clint Eastwood um, Escape from Alcatraz. Okay. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, I may have seen it, but I don't remember the details on it. Yeah, it's it's a lot older, yeah. um, but that one was real interesting, too. Um, that one was cool. Clint Eastwood did a really great job in that. Yeah. Have, you ever, you, have you? I was going to ask you, have you ever watched Life before? Was that with Martin, Martin Lawrence? Lawrence? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a, a long time. Ago, exactly. I mean, they 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 attempted, but you know, they never really got out. But, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask: are, are there any other um prison escape movies or TV shows that you ever watched or were familiar with or that you liked? Not really, and I find it unfortunate that I haven't watched that one TV series known as Prison Escape. I heard that it's pretty it's pretty cool. Or it's pretty lit within like the first two seasons and then after a while it falls off. Or is it called Prison Break? Oh, Prison, Prison Break. Break, yes. Yeah. Um, huge shout out to Prison Break. Okay. Um, I'm a huge fan, actually. That is my uh dealing with like, you know, prison, prison stories and whatnot. Yeah. Prison Break is my favorite one. Uh huge shout out to Michael Schofield and Lincoln Burroughs. Those are the two main characters. Well, shout outs to the, both of them. Uh my wife and I really like that show. Well, I, I advise on it. Yeah, I advise anybody, um, I guarantee you um, that you you're gonna get hooked on that show. Okay, it's, for sure. It's exciting, and there's um. Originally, there were four seasons okay. of that um show, and they were all great, all, all right. great episodes. But a few years ago, they um, they came out with like another episode or like like another um season like an addendum to it yeah which was it was years and years and years and years later but the way that the um the series ended originally like with the fourth season um it was tough to even think of how they could even start you know another season so it was what's the gist of the third season the end of the third season 
without spoiling it too hard. The fourth season, or the um, third season, rather. Well, the fi- you, you talking about like the final season? Yeah, because the- you were saying the fourth season is kind of rough. Or th- that's the fifth season that came out. Oh, okay, the fifth so season. The okay. original part, yeah, was one through four. All right, okay. I got you. So uh, we'll just uh, season one. Well, they focused on the actual prison escape. Okay. okay. Season two, they were on the run. On the run. Oh, okay. Season gotcha. three, um, the main character Michael Schofield gets caught and goes into another prison, which is even crazier. Was it like maximum down. security? Yeah, it was. Well, it's different because it was like down in like um, um hopefully Mexico it's not or something. No, no, no. Oh, it, it was like one Jesus. of those weird um prison, not like a normal prison. Like mm-hmm. this one was kind of like a. <laughs> You know, good luck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you never get the, seen again. Yeah, and then the fourth episode was, I mean, excuse me, the fourth season was them, um, Michael Schofield and his group pretty much trying to fight back and get at everybody that caused them all their issues and the reason why they originally were in prison in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is so wild. Are, are they all but, also prison inmates? Yeah, well, um, so Michael Schofield um, is like the main character, and he has a brother, Lincoln Burroughs, okay. who is sentenced to death. Um, right, he's, he's getting and, an electric chair. But he's innocent. And oh, okay, interesting. So Michael Schofield is trying to figure out how, um, like, what they can do. Like, right. you know, they can't, like, it's legally, like, because there was, act, there was like, video footage and whatnot of him actually, like, you know, pulling the pulling trigger, trigger of a gun but and, he's and whatnot. All, but you but can't always swears, see who's shooting at. He swears that he was innocent. So right. Michael Schofield ends up, um, the only way to get close to his brother, which is, I believe, was the only, um, was to get sent to the same jail that he was at his okay. brother was at so then once they're in then they can plan then they can escape. plan to get together yeah but they're the fourth um season ends and i don't want to spoil it for anyone although this it's a super um old show so That's but like right. i said i don't even want to spoil it for you my man for sure Thanks, so bro. um certain events lead to where uh you know certain people aren't there at the end. So then it's tough to figure out how they would, you know, start that fifth season, but they did. And, um, you know, it well, wasn't you, bad you, for what it was. Do you think that the fifth season could have not happened? Cause sometimes some, yeah. some shows are better, like ending it when you know it's right. Honestly, that is my opinion. Um, I think they should have stopped at four, but it was so good that the fans and even myself wanted and pushed, wanted and pushed, wanted and pushed. And then, um, they you came have to out not with this. push. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to stop pushing. They came out with uh, the fifth season, and um, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was a good. Um, they tied everything up um, pretty well. It right. just it just was different. All right. So let me look at it. I'm gonna look so, at. It. I'm gonna get back at you because I'm. You made me definitely interested in it now. Right. Right. So, but um, getting back to this story, the uh, the 2015 prison escape that happened. Um, I do know that. Um, Ben Stiller has directed, you know, made or directed. Uh, ben written. Stiller. He was the director of the show The Escape from Dan Moore. That's on Showtime. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that too. Yes. Which, um, okay, so the actor that they had play Richard Matt, one of the escape convicts, was Benicio Del Toro. Okay, good actor, good actor. And the other 
escaped convict David Sweat was played by an actor named Paul Dano. Paul Dano, never heard of it. Yeah, um, I haven't seen him actually in too many things okay. before that. So, but when this story um, first broke out, you know, originally like five years ago, um, it was so wild that like even back then people were referring it to as the uh, like a real life Shawshank. Okay. Um, you know, movie. Yeah, like re- really well planned out and everything. Like crazy events. So right. like people were like already saying that I, you know, like this this could be uh, a full blown movie script. So of course, like people were throwing around names and whatnot of of who of would who play the it. characters. Mm-hmm. And like I said, th- there's already a show right now where they got Benicio del Toro and Paul Dano playing. But back five years ago, when the story first happened. The two actors that I had heard that want they wanted um, that were possible um, options of playing these characters, I thought were dead on though, bro. Okay. Like the way if you look at the are they like one to one like they look the same? Yo, and everything? to the listeners, look up Richard Matt and look up David Sweat and right. So the characters that they had or that they wanted they had mentioned was Tom Sizemore. Okay. You familiar with Tom Sizemore? Yeah. He, um, you know, he played in The Relic, Heat, mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. He was mentioned for Richard Matt. Oh, okay. And I, I think it's a, I think quick. it's a, it's super close, bro. Hold it's on, give on. me a second. Tom Sizemore and Richard Sweat. No, no, no Richard oh, Matt. Richard Matt. Yeah. Oh, and I definitely have to look at this. They look man similar, bro. It's a- oh no, they actually do. Right? Wow. Okay, so okay. and the other guy that they okay, so for David Sweat, the actor that was thrown out as an option was Ed Norton. And Ed, you know, Ed oh, Norton yeah, I definitely know American Ed History Norton. X, yeah. Italian job, Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah. Classic. Um Dead oh, on. Okay, yeah. Dead on. That's wow. why that's why with the show, like when I saw that it was um and nothing against um, you know, who plays these characters of course, in, of in, in the sh- in the show. But um man, Tom Sizemore and Ed Norton Ed would have been dead on oh perfect. Perfect. These things they happen. Right? It's so similar. Oh yeah, they have the same chin and everything. Everything. They My look, God. They look dead on. All so right. this this whole prison escape thing, this 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 whole chaos that uh, these two men caused, you know, it cost New York State twenty three million dollars. This whole incident. You're, you're joking? No, we ain't seen is, the money at all. Where the money go? Yeah, right. Oh uh, my goodness, twenty three million dollars. So let's get let's get familiar with the key players that right. were involved in this escape. Okay. okay? So first, there was Joyce Mitchell. Joyce Mitchell. Okay. She was 51 at the time, mm-hmm. and she was the sewing supervisor at the prison. Right. Okay. Um, Richard Matt. Richard Matt. Got he, him. He was 48 years old. Okay. Okay. He had, he's got a little crazy history here. So he had been convicted for previous murders, you know, in the past. Uh, in 97... Him and an accomplice kidnapped and tortured a former employer. Uh, it was 72-year-old William Rickerson. Wow. Yeah, Matt broke Rickerson's neck with his bare hands before dismembering his body with a hacksaw Jesus. and threw the remains into the Niagara River. 
So that it's oh, wild, okay. Right? Okay. It's a crazy murder. <laughs> yeah. So then Matt flees to Mexico, gets arrested in '98 for fatally stabbing someone in attempted robbery. Come on, how are you yeah. gonna get to Mexico and then kill somebody else? Oh, that's when you're supposed while, to disappear. Yeah, while he's jailed in Mexico, he was shot trying to escape. Wow. Before being extradited back to the U.S. in 07. Okay. So then in 08, he was tried for murdering Rickerson and found guilty for second degree murder, robbery, uh, kidnapping charges. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. He got to Mexico. He actually escaped the first killer. Yes. Got to Mexico. Got to chill. Killed somebody else. Correct. Ended up there. Then tried to escape. Correct. Got shot trying to escape. Correct. Then got extradited like 10 years later. No, no, no. Almost. Um, oh, yeah. Um, let me check. Or is that nine or eight years later? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, crazy history. So, yeah. And, and um, we're not even at the story yet. Right. When he got, um, so when he was found guilty, uh, he got 25 to life, you know? Okay. So... That was a little back history on um, Richard Matt. Okay. Now, David Sweat, who was 34 at the time. He was the other escapee. Okay. Okay. He's got a little history, too. Not like this guy, is it? Not as... I shouldn't say bad. All right. Um, let's, let's, not let's as deep. It. All right. <laughs> let's see it then. Okay. So, on July 4th, 2002, Sweat and two accomplices robbed a gun and fireworks store when they okay. encountered a county sheriff. Um, you know, the sheriff was shot 15 times. Oh, okay. Wow. And Sweat ran him over with his car. Oh, while come he was on. This still is just alive. as worth. Well, after 15 shots? After 15 shots. That's crazy, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. Either they got bad aim or, I mean. No, nah, that's not bad aim, man. Bad aim, shot, is, oh, bad aim no, okay, is being so like a stormtrooper. 15 times. So he was actually hit 15 times. Yeah, so was that's, he, and still that's alive. Jesus. Maybe uh, bulletproof vest, maybe. Maybe, maybe. It's definitely possible. But, okay. And another character involved in this whole escape thing was a man named Gene Palmer. Okay. Okay, he was a prison guard who worked at the the facility who uh, basically turned a blind eye, you know, every time Matt and Sweat would uh, Ah. smuggle tools and contraband to their cells. Um, there's a little bigger history on him too. We'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, the last person involved was Lyle Mitchell, Lyle Mitchell, who, um, was basically the clueless husband of Joyce Mitchell. Okay. And remember she was, but is he really clueless though? Clueless on what when when all this was happening, I'm sure he uh, he worked at the prison. He was a uh, he was the maintenance man. Okay. At the prison. Okay. So I don't know how much contact I guess him and his wife had throughout the day with you know her being in maybe one area of the prison worrying about sewing and right, whatnot, right. and uh, him you know doing what maintenance men do. That know? maintenance work. Yeah, and that's all over, you know. Prisons are big, so you know I don't know that how. They are. So, but he was basically, I guess. Um, I mean, I do know. Um, he did uh, had say like to uh, reporters after all this had happened that um, he d- didn't know. He wasn't okay. um, aware of the events that were going on. So it happens. 
We're going to take a quick break real quick before we dive deeper into the story. Sounds good, man. But um, I'm very interested in the story. Yeah, it's so wild. It's such a great story. Like I said, um, I really followed this story when it came out. But um, before we go on break, uh, we just want to remind our listeners that they can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Please subscribe, comment, like, share. Give us that five-star rating. The five-star rating, please. Five-star rating is important. Yes, it is. Please show the love. You know, we would really appreciate uh, if you guys supported the pod. So I have a question for our listeners out there. Do you own a computer? Are you having trouble with broken screens, data backup issues, password reset problems, virus spyware removal, software installation issues? If so, Slipstream Repair Computer Electronic Solutions has you covered. Contact Timothy Latunde at 845-204-1712. The email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Once again, that is 845-204-1712. And the email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Call or email to schedule a free consultation. And uh, I guess we'll be right back. All right. We'll be right back then. It's all relative. We're about to take a deeper dive into this story of the uh, 2015 prison escape. All right, let's go. Yeah, this is exciting. Okay. So, all right. You ready, my man? I'm ready for it, brother. Let's go. All right. So, Sweat entered Danamora, the prison facility, in uh, 2003. Okay. Okay. And Matt in 2008. Okay. They got their cells moved next to each other in the prison's honor block. Okay. And what the honor block was, was like, it was given to inmates with, who had years of good behavior. Okay, so you've been a good boy and or girl. Right. They move you up. Right. And somehow they talked their way into, you know, getting their cells next to each other. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, continue. So... Now, on the honor block, Matt and Sweat were allowed to cook their own meals, work in plumbing and electricity, and wear civilian clothes. So it's a lot more lenient, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they get a lot more um, More opportunities. Yeah, freedom. Yeah. They feel more like like a human. Right, right. Got it. So now... They traded goods and favors with guards and other prisoners for paintings that Matt did. So Richard Matt had a history of he he was a good artist. Okay. He was very um I mean he had skill. He had skills, yeah. Right. Right. Skill yeah. enough and, to be able to barter it off. Right. And these were actually like legit, like nice paintings, okay. you know, or drawings and whatnot. Um now Gene Palmer, you know, who was one of the uh the guards mm-hmm. at the uh 
prison, he traded tools to Matt and Sweat for a number of different paintings. Oh, right? okay. So How he, many paintings? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they had just mentioned a number. Okay. They said like a number of paintings. All righty. So I'm assuming, you know, more than two. More than two, more right. Than yeah, two, yeah. More than a couple. Enough to get them tools. So. Right. So All like right. Uh, he would deliver tools that were in meat. Right, that Joyce Mitchell would bring to them. Ah. So, like, what they would do, or what she would do, would take this raw meat and put tools. There, like, you know, drill bits. Um, they had a bunch of different tools, tools and it. then she would freeze the meat and then bring br- bring it to the prison. It. Okay, all right, and then hand that off to Gene Palmer, and then who would then hand that off to? Uh, Matt and Sweat. Wow. You know? So wait, she was in on it from the beginning or like when does she come in? Joyce, yeah. So oh, okay, so let's um Yeah, let's go. All right, so yeah, let's let's go in in a little deeper with her. Now, Joyce Mitchell, okay, the prison seamstress. Mm-hmm. She got close with Sweat, who worked in her tailor shop. Okay. Oh. Now Mitchell would later admit to giving Sweat nude pictures of herself, but claim that they never had any sexual content. Oh, that's a lie. Come on now. So, okay. But it's a little different when it comes to uh, to Matt. To Matt. All right. So her relationship with Matt began after he had offered to paint her kids as a gift that she could give her husband, Lyle Mitchell, as an anniversary gift. So she said that her and Matt were alone in the tailor shop one day when he kissed her. Okay. She says she was scared of Matt, who then forced her to perform different sex acts to him. Yet she still admitted she was caught up in the fantasy of helping the two men escape. Oh, she wanted to be part of the story. A better life. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So... I don't know how. I know that um, they got um somehow they got a bunch of hacksaws into the prison too. How like, big was the meat for these hacksaws? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine. It's kind of ridiculous. Know. That's crazy. But they did uh, have hacksaws because Sweat used the hacksaw right to cut a rectangle hole in the back of his cell and then out another into Matt's adjacent wall wow. since they had you know their cells were right next to each other. Are you going to go into how they actually hack the hole? Because that would be interesting. I mean, um, I know that I had read and seen that um, Sweat would uh, spend hours and hours, like every night. I think we'll hit on it a little later. But um, Sweat would wait until after the uh, head count, you know, in the evening. And then... um, Start chiseling, chiseling away. And, and just Jesus. just everything to you know cut out uh, the spot so he can get out, right? Yeah. Could you so, imagine him just like chiseling away, well, you know, for hours and hours? So long. Yeah. But it's crazy to think. I mean, you, just to think about uh, the possibility of freedom. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Sure. Freedom makes you want to, you know, hack away at a wall. <laughs> absolutely. You yeah. know? I mean. There's a quote that I uh, that I had heard from um, one of my favorite TV shows, and it doesn't pertain to any anything like this, but uh, it, 
the quote was uh and it said um never underestimate a man's will to be free wow very powerful yeah which is crazy because um you know even the thought i mean if you're in prison you know and the thought of being able to maybe even have that um you know have the thought of freedom right um that gives you hope right you know and then you know yeah i mean the way i see it is like that is exactly the reason why i would never get myself into a situation to even get in prison because i don't even want to be put in the situation (laughs) where everything is taken away from you and you know you just don't have anything you're less than a human right yeah to get to have to build yourself back up to a place where you want to escape so you can get that stuff back it's tough when you are when you get sent to prison you know and um do your time right you go through crazy experiences there and Mm -hmm. you have to fight to stay alive exactly and then if you're lucky enough to be able to get out once you're out uh that's a whole nother ball game because you have to learn how to readjust readjust acclimate back to everyday life right and today's society doesn't give you that chance as a i mean you come out as a ex-convict you know um Mm -hmm. you were looked at a certain way it's true and technically you're supposed to you know you go to prison because you're supposed to pay your debt to society right you, you know you've you've done your time right. and then when you come out you're supposed to have a clean slate um which is it's never really clean brother absolutely it's that's not the case that's no. never the case no but let me tell you i'm gonna just say this real quick and just throw it away i have been watching a youtuber that actually did take advantage of his jail time his name is larry larton mm-hmm. uh larry larton Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look him up on YouTube. I've been watching him since he had maybe like a hundred thousand subs, and now he's he's like nearing a million. So, but uh, he talks about like his heists. He was a jewel thief, and okay. uh, he talks about his heists. Like these are like real talk heists, not like mm-hmm. the Ocean Eleven nonsense, but like the real we about to rob this place blind type of stuff. Right. And you know he got away with a couple. You know a couple. He you know stuff had to happen or things happen, but eventually he got caught so and he had actually been going through the prison system he even went to georgia down there in those prisons those prisons are crazy down there Mm -hmm. that's like you know i went to one prison and you know they do a whole scare straight program Mm -hmm. yeah i ain't trying to go to prison (laughs) but uh yeah he went down there and he actually managed to survive and when he got out he i don't know what happened when he got out but eventually upon you know reacclimating to society you know mm-hmm. a lot of things happened like he had a kid while he was in jail you know and you know people passed on while he was in jail so he mm-hmm. got to miss out on all of that right. so it's definitely what you were saying but uh he decided to take it and turn all of his experiences into a youtube so at least for him he's got himself back he turned his life around and i'm sure he's making a lot of good money <laughs> that's just good. talking about yeah, his life all the power to him yeah man. for sure and it's good that he could channel yeah, that could energy channel. Yeah. you know like um take those life experiences that's a, those are the best stories you know it, it kind of sucks uh having to go through bad shit you yeah, know man. but like it usually helps you grow right as a person or right. it teaches you a lesson and when people look back at those times it's usually 
times that they um, are thankful for, right. you know, having to go through those things. It's yeah, always sure. good. And it's all, like I said, it's always good when you can spin it to a positive. Right, like, right, always, right, right. It's always the best. So there's always a chance. Right. If you're, if you're just getting out of the pen or from wherever, there's always a chance just to let you know. I've, I've also had personal friends that have made it. So, yeah, you don't have to be like a YouTube celebrity. But, yeah, you can definitely make it. Absolutely. Shout sure. out to all those people, man. Shout outs. So, all right. So getting back to the story. Um, so Matt and Sweat's cells um, were four stories high, right? Okay. But behind the wall was a catwalk that gave them access to the prison's infrastructure. All right. So, uh, like we had said, Sweat would wait until the 11.30 p.m. head count, then crawl his way out his cell and look for a way out. Oh, okay. So he did this uh, on numerous occasions. I remember reading that, um, you know, he would be spent all night out in the walls, you know, looking, looking for a way out. Interesting. Which, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to ask, did he, you know, get like a, like a view of the area? Did he like have a map? Did he? He didn't have a map. Uh, I think um, like what it was, was he was just trying to get familiar with, um, with the layout, I guess, and, and the quickest route to be able to, to get out. Okay. And not just for him, but also thinking like, you know, he, he's got, um, Department. He's got Matt, right? right, right, right. Which um, they do. Go, we will go into talk, but um, you know, they were both uh, both had very different body types, so okay. you had to take that in, into account as well. But um, on June sixth, twenty fifteen, they left their cells. Right, they cut a hole in a steam pipe, but they left a note that said. Have a nice day. No. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, to, just to mess with Just to mess with them a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So 400 feet beyond the prison walls, there was a manhole on the street where they came out, right? Carrying a soft guitar case that was filled with clothes, food, and pepper to throw their son off to any dogs. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, A guitar case, which, which is kind of, kind of good thinking. Um, because when they asked Sweat why um, mm -hmm. later on, why the guitar case, he had said that if the, um, someone had spotted them, you know, it's a lot easier to say, you know, you just came from a came gig from or a you're gig. a musician. Wow, very and, interesting. Right? But the crazy thing is when they came out of this manhole, right, in the sh like from the street, um, a civilian had seen them and spotted them and spotted them, them out of the manhole or yeah, just walking from it? Climbing out. Oh, right? goodness. And I guess just climbing out and, and, you know, starting to walk and the civilian had, you know, um, gotten their attention asking, you know, Hey, what's going on or what right. are you doing? Was there like and, a siren blaring in the background or nothing? Nope. Because, uh, at this point, um, nobody even knows that they're missing yet. Wow. The, okay. Yeah. Even better. So they, like I said, this was, they dipped out after that, um, 1130 head count. So it's, it's the evening, you know, they're not coming back. Right. Of and, course not. Matt and Sweat dipped out. They dipped and, and they were gone. Um, but when they had come, um, come out of this manhole, the civilian, you know, had asked them, you know, what they were doing, whatever. And Sweat had said, had talked his way out of it, saying that um, he was a musician and whatnot, and that Matt was like his roadie. Oh, <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. He had the quick thinking for that one too. He did. He had it all planned out, uh, which is, which is cool. And that was thinking off the top of your head, right? For real. Right off um, the dome. 
But like I said, that soft guitar case, uh, that came in handy. For sure. Yeah. So now Joyce Mitchell, right? She was supposed to pick them up and bring them supplies so they could survive, but she never showed. So she was supposed oh, to Oh, so be... she had like a part two of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. She was real involved. So she was supposed to meet them, like, you know, be parked on, on the street somewhat close right, to somewhere where the close manhole by. was. So when they came out, all they had to do was just go and get right in the car. And then just take off. Right. She never showed. Oh, she fell off already. Yeah. She said that she suffered a panic attack and checked herself into a hospital. Oh, she checked herself okay. into a hospital while yeah. they escaped? Yes. So, and while she was there, she later states that she feared the convicts would kill her and her husband after she outlived her usefulness. Okay, that's that's actually interesting. That's actually interesting. I can understand it now because, yeah, I mean, you, you've realized that you've been used since the beginning. You're bringing Absol- somebody meat and tools and stuff, and this is like hardened criminals and stuff. Absolutely. One she of was, them that's been killing since forever. She was definitely manipulated um, hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. Um, but like she, like she had said, though, she was really tied up into the fantasy of having a new life, being on the run with these two but dudes. She could have started her and... own new life with two dudes that are free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> What's she doing? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Bro. Okay. That's, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, you want to start a new life? You know, go yeah. start a new life. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, well, originally the plan was for Joyce to pick them up, right? And drive them back to her house. Okay. Okay. Where Matt would kill her husband. All right. Um, ah. Obviously, that didn't happen. Well, she didn't want her husband to die. Because she suffered the panic attack. There you go. Right? So, Matt and Sweat were originally going to drive to Mexico with Mitchell's car. Okay. But when she didn't show up, they decided to, you know, obviously, they can't get to Mexico. Yeah. They decided to head into the Great North Woods and eventually Canada. Okay, that that's a better escape, to be honest with you. Mexico, <laughs> Mexico got yeah, the watches. They, yeah, but you know they they ain't getting to they Mexico getting on Mexico. foot. No. So and like I said, upstate New York, where they were at, where the prison facility is at, is is very upstate, very close very to the close. Canadian border, and it's deep, deep woods. Is it within like a mile or a couple miles? I don't know exactly how close, but um. I know that um, close, you close. know, but I, I don't know how close. I can't give you an exact. That's all right. I'm just trying to get like a picture of like them escaping their path, what they would take. Right. Um. Well, all right. So at 5.30 a.m., okay. right, on June 6th, during the prison's head count, so the whole night went by, right? Okay. Guards discovered that Matt and Sweat were gone. <laughs> they discovered the hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> which, like out of a comedy actually, or a comic book. It's crazy, though, too, because um, it was like parts of like Shawshank and whatnot where Sweat would um leave like blankets, uh, like wrap blankets up and, and bulge it out to make it look and, you know, maybe put like a sweatshirt on. A sweatshirt on, on. yeah. Look like, make it look like that someone was sleeping. Right. In there. So right. if a guard is just walking by. They're just, all right, he's sleeping. Yeah, exactly. He's, you know, and not even... You know, yeah, it gives them get, a couple of hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eventually, yeah. they're gonna bang on the door. What's going on? Yeah, man? they definitely had, they definitely had a couple hours. So once the 
officers discovered that they were gone, right? The manhunt begins. Wow. Okay. The chase is And on. this is crazy, too, because like we said, like this whole search, this whole fiasco cost New York State $23 million. I can't. I, it's a crazy. I'm still trying to figure out how much, how, where the money come from <laughs> yeah, to, right. to catch these two dudes. It was crazy. Yeah. So Matt and Sweat were on the run for three weeks. That's so not only were they they costing New York money, but they were gone for a minute too. Yeah, like they and it was that's what's crazy because usually when you hear of convicts escaping from prison, mm-hmm. like um, they're they, often found. Yeah, um, they get caught in short pretty order. soon. Yeah, yeah. Three weeks is a long time. That's a long time, bro. A long time. It, I'm telling you, if it was three weeks on me, I'd have been. I would have been very far away. Especially with the supplies that they had. Um, I do know that. Um. Like uh, the food that they had brought with them, they had saved up um, only like granola bars and like peanuts. Okay, they may to have, survive. Did they talk them. about like hunting or you know, well, uh, kicking in like convenience stores or something like that? Right. Well, they're so far up, like up in the woods and stuff. There are no stores, but there are um, there are like lots of cabins you know okay, people so have cabins robbing. because people have um i mean people go hunting up there a lot right they have um they don't stay there year round obviously but like during the specific uh hunting season time they would go you know mm-hmm. and those cabins up there are well known they they have because they're used for hunting they have lots of guns yeah lots of guns dry food lots and of everything. ammo okay guns you and know. ammo okay okay i see what you say i thought you were talking more about food and everything no 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 yeah so um i'm sure they, they there's a, a substantial amount of food too but um more or less the, the guns and ammo because um you know people go and use these cabins right right, right. Going hunting so they stock it up so yeah throughout the three weeks um or you know throughout the weeks when they were on the run when they came across cabins and whatnot, they'd they'd break in and take what they could, uh, you know. And um, were they using it for protection, and, or they were like actually going to hunt with it? Um, I don't know. I would assume that they'd probably take it for protection, knowing that you know that there's a lot of people a lot looking of people, for them, a lot of people know? coming for them. <laughs> so they need something. I guess. I mean. They, I, they didn't have anything, you know. Remember, right. they only had the stuff that they left the jail cell with. So, right, and the guitar case. Right, being <laughs> able to find like you know guns or whatever. I'm sure that you know. Were they like they shotguns, a handgun? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, shotgun. So on June 26th, okay, 2015, okay, in Malone, New York, Matt, okay, shot at a passing vehicle. With a twenty gauge shotgun. Okay. So he stole. He had stolen that twenty gauge shotgun from one of the cabins. Yeah. Police, obviously, that I'm sure the person that um they shot at called the cops. You know, yeah, and, and so police caught up with Matt, and they ended up shooting him three times in the head. Jesus. Okay. And an that's the end of that one. Autopsy showed that uh, he was drunk at the time of his death. His blood alcohol level was 0.18. See, this is this is what I don't understand. I mean, how the hell are you gonna be drunk? This is like the perfect time for you to not. I know. I mean, I know your life is crazy, but if you're gonna be escaped or an escaped convict for like three weeks, 
you would like to think that you would want to be on the top of your game. Yeah. Like to stay gone. Absolutely. Um, that was one, you know, um, that was one of the things that Matt would take from the cabins too was liquor. There was, um, there was a quote that, uh, David Sweat had said that, uh, he told investigators that, um, this, this was a quote. He said, I said, you know what? I hate to do it to him, but I kept my part of the deal. I got him out and I bolted on him. End quote. End quote. Yeah. So sweat. So it does go to say that. Um. So they were on the run for three weeks, right? Um. But uh, on week two, okay. I guess sweat had gotten tired of you know of having to always look after Matt and of and course, Matt being fall off drinking, yeah, all drinking all the time and and, and, and you know they're trying to like run from that. Yo, right. I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And this dude just keeps you know just messing things up. So That's crazy. Sweat was like, you know what, um, you know, I mean, it makes sense. He's like, I got you out, and you on your own now. Yeah, bro. have a nice day, yeah, sir. Peace out. Yeah. Um. So, but unfortunately, two days later, on June twenty eighth, a state trooper spotted Sweat running down a road in Constable, New York, which is a few miles from the Canadian border. Wow. Okay. That officer ended up shooting Sweat twice, catching him in the shoulder and puncturing his lung, but not killing him. Not killing him. him. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Sweat was not killed. Um, Matt, his head. And actually, if you look at some of the pictures, if you look up the pictures um, of Richard Matt's body, um, he had a he had a big hole in his head. Oh, of course. Yeah. They putting him down. Yeah. Well, he's kind of, I mean, let me go back to the other one, but... Uh, did that constable that caught him, did they have the information? Did they have, like, the profile of him running? Or did he just, like, decide that he he was up to no good because he's running? You know what's what's weird, actually, about that is I believe, I think when he was caught, he was still in... Oh, maybe not. Um, I, I thought maybe he was still in, like, uh, like his like prison. Like in a jumpsuit or his something? His prison. Yeah. It's prison gear, but now now I'm trying to think. I don't think that was the case. I do know that where he was spotted, um, it was very secluded area, so right. it was very odd to see um, yeah. someone just walking in a field or on a road, or on a road or something know? like that. Yeah, and then that makes of course sense. by by this time, um, every the the entire. I mean, it was a nationwide. Uh, oh, it was story. a manhunt. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. But like everybody in New York State uh, knew what these people looked like, so everyone was on, you know, was trying to be aware. Right, right, right. So you know, when this cop sees this dude walk in, you know, it definitely. I thought you said he was running. Run- though. He's not running. He may have been running. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was but, just some dude random. Right. He didn't even see like so. I guess Sweat was just casually doing whatever he was doing. Didn't even expect to see the state trooper Damn. driving. So yeah, the state he just happened to see him right. and then, you know, tried to. Co- get his attention, tell him to stop, you know, and then took off and then he got shot. Once he got shot though, and, um, and, and, you know, the cops all came and and were getting him cuffed and whatnot. He, uh, he quoted something that was quite, that was, that was funny. Okay. Uh, he quoted, he said, Shawshank ain't got shit on me. Oh no! Yeah, which is okay. funny. The got only the thing come up. Yeah, the only thing that's funny is though that um he he did get caught though. 
He did get is, caught. And Andy, um, the main character in Shawshank, uh, got away. He did get away. Which, um, which is a little different. Than, <laughs> very but, different. Going back the, to jail, homie. right? But the whole, uh, the whole escape and the whole, the, the whole way that he did it. That's, um, yeah, that's deep. That's impressive. But, but let's go back to the lady. Did what? Whatever happened to her and her husband? Okay, so, um, let's see. Joyce Mitchell. She ended up, um, being sentenced up to seven years in prison. Okay, seven years. Got okay. it. Nothing happened to her husband, I get like uh legally wise legally. because okay. he, he was just clueless at the whole time. Definitely so. Um, Wife right. cheating on you and doing all this stuff and escaping and all this nonsense. Right. Um, <laughs> Instead of just starting her new life like she was supposed to. Yeah, that's that's wild. Gene yeah, Palmer, um, who was the security guard, you know, that um that let them basically take in whatever they wanted into their cells. Uh, he was sentenced to six months in jail. Uh, he only served four months. Okay, four months. Okay. And was released for good behavior. All right. So, And David Sweat um, is now in Attica Correctional Facility in solitary confinement. Damn. He's going to be solitary And I believe it was like for like 23 hours a day. Yeah. Or something well, he's like. a prison escape artist, so. <laughs> they yeah, about to, they about to lock him on that lock and key forever. Yeah, which is crazy because yeah, you're not escaping yeah, from sure. from um, solitary confinement no. like that. But he had a wild story that was um that's pretty wild. It, it is such a crazy story, right? I I mean, it was so intriguing to me. That's why I mean, you care to talk about why it was so intriguing? Like I said, I don't even know why. I just thought it was cool. Um. The whole way that they escaped, it, it's literally, it's like a movie script, you know? Right, like, right, and, right. and it it's a real life movie script. It's right. crazy how they escaped and then being on the run for so long, not even a couple of days, but like three, three weeks, weeks to survive too. Like in the way, I'll tell you what, bro. And he basically messed up. I mean, the basic, the whole thing fell apart because dude was getting drunk. Right. Yeah. Like once they dipped out and stuff, um, it was probably the smartest uh, decision to, um, Break Once you're out, yeah, just you know, you know, it might be easier and whatnot to be able to survive, you know, when it's just right. one, you know. Let me ask you a question then. I'm gonna just ask you a real quick question. If you were in that position where you were one of those two escapees, what would you have done after the three weeks? Damn. Isn't it an interesting really? question though? It, I mean, I've still be trying to hide stay alive right you know what I'm would saying? you try to go to canada would you try to like stay in the woods for a while i wouldn't stay in the uh, well <laughs> let me tell you but i mean it um obviously if um circumstances were uh were changed and like i was an escape convict and, and my life depended on it right then yeah i would do everything that i could to try to stay hidden survive disappear for sure um and if you know if i knew you know i ain't making it to mexico so i would probably and if the woods was right there i would i would have done the I same was, I'd probably became a mountain man too. thing yeah yes, i would sir. try to canada's big bro canada's very big <laughs> canada's <laughs> really there's lots of spots there but um no i was gonna just say though like um for people that know me and whatnot like uh 
three weeks in the woods, bro, I would not be able to survive. <laughs> I can't. Do I don't that. know, man. The the yeah. the oh the fight or what is it? Flight or flight or fight, fight or flight, flight or flight. Response. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the it, will it, to stay alive right. <laughs> is going to kick if in. If I had to, then yeah. yeah. But I mean, that is not something that I find. Uh, necessarily enjoyable and then like three <laughs> I you get get bored <laughs> not even that bro like sleeping outside on the ground yeah man there's cold, a lot of things you give like, up yeah what you gonna eat bro you, like, that's why i was saying like i thought they were going to take the weapons and mm-hmm. use it to hunt maybe i mean i'm sure they could have yeah but that's I, what it, i would have done i would have tried my best right yeah. me too definitely for sure so, but yeah, um, what a wild story, right? That's a crazy that story, was, brother. That was a crazy story. I yeah. really, um, that story, I, I was just so into that when that happened. So, hold on, let me get, let me throw another question at you then. When you heard the story, obviously you're not there. How did you feel when you heard about this prison break? Like, uh, as you were at home watching the news, knowing that it's in New York? Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I was intrigued. For sure. Like, I, I believe, I think I was at work, actually, when all this had happened, and I had seen stuff about what was going on on social media, and then I started to look and dive deep into right. it. Were and, you, like, checking Twitter? Because, you know, Twitter is kind of is interesting for big stories like that. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter's a, a crazy uh, crazy game in itself. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, I'm actually not on Twitter. Really? Oh no! So I stay away from okay. from Twitter. But um, yeah, the the story was so intriguing, and I thought it was just crazy how how a maximum uh prison facility, you know, somewhat you, you could say allowed allowed it to allowed happen. it to yeah, happen, course, which um. There's always and, gaps. And, and the way that it happened, like I said, it was such a crazy, intriguing story. So, yeah, man, it was it was it was really cool. But it the whole story then left me with questions, you know, like what, what a, few, a few questions. Well, um, questions like uh, I wanted to know how things were impacted after this, you know, after this whole thing, like. It kind of, in in a sense, this story, these two these two men, kind of made the whole um, the whole prison system, the whole cop thing, the whole law enforcement, law enforcement thing right? look somewhat like a joke. Um, kinda is if it, if that's know? gonna happen. Like and, I said, imagine a hole in the wall and they didn't even pay attention for a couple of hours. Right. And like yeah, twenty like like I said, twenty three million dollars that the state spent that much money to try to find two guys. So two guys, right. And it, that could like have said, gotten away. Took three yeah, yeah. Uh absolutely. But it took three weeks, you know, which was which was wild. But because I had these questions, you know, um, I tried to reach out a little bit and um I oh, was fortunate enough to I got to talk with a few correctional officers. Oh really? Okay. Um none of these three uh individuals worked at the facility that this happened at. Okay. But they all are and were 
active correctional officers right. and still so they have an idea of how things like that happen right because that's uh, that was some of my questions uh because i wanted to know if if any like what was impacted were, were there new rules are there new oh they had to have been yeah, rules. right to, to oh, try of course to, so i got um one of the information one of the bits of information that i had gotten from uh, one of these one of these people which um I should say that they all wanted to stay anonymous, which is definitely, which is fine. Um, they're so when the COs come to work, right? Their lunch bags and like their food containers, everything, everything that they bring in needs to be see through. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes kind of it makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, but um, not something that I mean I would have even thought of. You know, but uh, once they mentioned that, that definitely makes sense. So that this uh, whole see-through thing happened after or before? Um, from what I gathered from what this uh, individual was saying was that um, after that this has happened. Wow. But um, rules like that, I mean, they could vary from prison to prison. You of know, course, like yeah. some may have already had that rule like in effect well they definitely which, they definitely have to have it now, now yeah, yeah for sure. everybody i know also that um after this incident happened that um ceos then had to take classes where they had to watch instructional videos on inmate manipulation wow and improper staff and inmate relationships so it was this a nationwide thing or just for obviously it's for new york but was this a nationwide thing was, as well uh no i think it was more uh more focused on the prisons here in new york i think because okay. since it hit home or so close to home like here in new york right um the prisons took it a lot more serious maybe than mm-hmm. in other states oh, they definitely across had the world. To. So, yeah i right. mean that's kind of a, an embarrassment to uh new york yep. in a way Yep, I do know that um, the prison CEOs um, after this had happened, they also um, had to go through different uh, escape drills. Okay, and what to do and right, yeah, yeah. taking formation and everything. Yep, and interesting fact that um, that I was told was that um, the inmates, right? They um, they make the CEOs uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really? they, they make a lot of things. I see, mean, it's I not always just license plates or whatever for, for cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but right. yeah, they make a lot of different I see, things. See, I didn't know that, um, yeah. uh, which I thought was just uh, weird. I mean, I, I guess I see that and understand that, but... um, Right. I mean, I guess the... It's almost like, like slave labor right. type of stuff, but they don't care because they get like, you know... Uh, commissary or whatever. They get like different things for doing it. That's true. Yeah. That's so. true. I just felt you know found it a little odd or just stranger that um you know these prisoners are making dcos their the clothes, clothes you know and these ceos are the ones that you know they help them out you think they make it like yeah yeah and so like i but i guess it would be different like these people who are making the uniforms these convicts i mean i guess you can't really pull any shady shit or anything cause, but honestly like watch that youtube i was talking about there is a I'm based sure on there this guy, there are a lot of ways, yeah, boy. Sure. There are a lot of ways. So, um, lastly, okay, I got this quote okay. from this uh, once again, uh, an anonymous correctional officer. 
Oh, by the way, just uh, thank you for all of these stories. Oh. Uh, you anonymous correctional officers. You really didn't have to do that, but thank you. Absolutely. Shout sure. out to Shout uh, DCOs. Um, I appreciate them. I, the information, sure. yeah, I appreciate the information. It was yeah. awesome. Um, okay, so ready? Yeah, ready. It says, quote, that escape, or, you know, we're referring to the tw- this 2015 incident, okay? Okay. Quote, that escape changed how every prison in New York handled those situations, how strict and documented security got, how inmates and staff were checked. All right. Now, I guess there's documents and checks by higher ups for checking secure areas that can lead to outside areas. Okay. So it's like a tiered type of uh, checking. There seems like... um, it's almost like lots the, the CEOs are in there. Yeah, they like in prison too. Now. Lots, lots of responsibility, um, and a lot more, a lot more focus, a lot more paying focus. attention of to course. what's going on. It yeah, seems. Yeah, yeah. Um, inmate cells are now checked more frequently. Okay. Okay. Reports of staff being over friendly with inmates are really checked. Uh. All staff are searched coming into the prisons every wow. day, which I would have thought uh, would normally happen. You would be but, surprised, man. You'd be surprised. I would think that they would want to be fast and loose because they could trust right. everybody working. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You're right. But I guess now, yeah. Now um, they can't. <laughs> yeah. Every you, you walk into prison, you're getting searched. Bro. Yeah, for sure. So, and uh, more restrictions on what. Uh, what we can bring in for work, end quote. Wow. So they've definitely, I guess the prisons here in New York have definitely focused and laid down some ground rules to try to ensure that this would never, never happen, again. happen again. For sure. And I don't believe, you know, um, at least in the last five years, there hasn't been another. No, there hasn't. There been. hasn't been another. Escape that was at least as wild as this one was. Exactly. I mean, that's about it, man. That's the that's the story. That's the the deep dive into into that story. Like I said, the, thank you uh, for it. That's uh, a hell of a story. I mean, I wasn't really. I mean, I, when it happened, I just watched it on television. I was like, all right, it's happening in New York. <laughs> you know, I wasn't too big on it because I already known people that have been in prison and stuff. Right. I've never heard of a prison escape like that. So. Right. That's why. Yeah. That's why it was so interesting. Like I said, it was a real life prison escape that was seemed and felt like a a movie a script. Movie. Yeah, right. Which which. So you were fascinated by that movie script. I was. I thought it was real cool. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying. I'm neither here there on on it doesn't matter on my opinion about um these individuals and, and whatnot and and i'm not really getting into the whole like good guy versus bad guy thing right 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 i was just talking about the story itself in right general. the escape how they put it together how they got away crazy yeah movie script for sure for sure so all right my man well this was fun. That was fun, brother. Definitely a great episode. Um, we want to remind our listeners again mm-hmm. that they can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, please subscribe, comment, like, share. 
Give us that five star rating. If you could, please. Yes, we'd really appreciate and thank that. Thank you. Um, we want to take the time right now to thank our editor, Deirdre. Thank you, Deirdre. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Oh, we also want to remind our listeners to uh if there's, you know, a topic or a story that they would uh, you know, be interested in hearing us talk about, definitely right. um reach out. To myself or to Tim, yeah. uh, let us know. Um, let us know. We'll try and put it on. Absolutely. We'd definitely be down. That'd um, be fun. Do you want to uh, give them your sh- social media? Let them know where they can get you at. For uh, the social media, uh, Retro Show on uh, Twitter. And uh, for YouTube is is Show. You will see a Darth Kermit there as my uh, avatar. So I will be doing YouTube a little bit more, but you can find me there. And as for Instagram, it is Tunde, uh, T-U-N-D-E, 2017. Nice. And uh, my Instagram is Josh underscore Toth3. And my Facebook, you can find me under Joshua Toth. Lastly, real quick. Okay. um, We like to do this. We like to give a special little shout out all the time to our... uh, our day oneers, you yeah. know, the ones. Shout out to the day one. Absolutely, the ones who have been supporting and following us since the beginning. You know, as always. Right. Thanks we, for the support. Absolutely, we see you. We definitely appreciate you, and we love you. So thank you. For sure. And I guess that's a wrap, my man. That sounds good. That's another. See you next week. See you next week. All right, my man. Peace. Peace. Out.